0: Here by the Owl Podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki fiddle Dahl and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time.
1: Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. by the owl podcast today we are so excited to have christy meyer here with us from national ffa to talk all things national ffa convention and especially since it's virtual this year Um, so christy if you would start out by introducing yourself and letting the listeners know what your job and responsibilities are for national ffa
2: yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, ladies. I appreciate it. So my job at National FFA is I do all of our media and public relations for our communications department. So what that entails is telling our story to a broader audience. So whether it's local or national, I get the advantage of telling everybody how awesome FFA is. Um, in addition to that, I help our program managers edit some of their content and help them too with their projects and design. So I've been at FFA for nineteen years. So I've been very excited to be there for that long and it's definitely changed over the years and I've had a lot of um, opportunities. And interestingly enough, I did not have an ag background and, but as I have been a member of FFA, I've definitely joined FFA alumni so I can now claim FFA
0: as my home. 19 years, I'm sure it's gone by very quickly. <laughs> and this year, I guess the world felt that you needed a bigger challenge. So virtual National Convention it is. Before we move into that, though, uh, how did you, I guess, how did you get into your role um, at National FFA?
2: Yeah, so actually it's kind of an interesting story. We always tell people that networking is important. And I would say that's really how I got my role. So I majored in journalism and political science and was a reporter right outside of college. Um, I was a reporter for about four years, worked at a local newspaper and then at our Indianapolis Business Journal. And one of my colleagues was friends with the IT director at FFA and knew the communications department needed someone and said, you should look into this organization. It's a really cool organization. So I did my research, I interviewed, and then I ended up here. So networking is always important.
0: I love that. Uh, Our kids never believe us until they're adults and then it happens like that. And then maybe someday they'll think back and like, gosh, my egg teacher was right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So normally we have traditional national convention. Uh, The picture is a little different this year but um 2020 isn't over yet so i feel like we uh we're in control of how 2020 ends so how has national uh, convention started to paint the picture of this new virtual uh, convention for the members and advisors
2: yeah so as we look toward i guess what three weeks um it's going to be Be really exciting and actually an opportunity for us to engage more people and more students. So I think that's the way we're really looking at this is here's an opportunity for us not just to greet those it's not a small number, right? Usually we have 65 to 70,000, but if you look in the grand scheme of things, that's only 10%. So here's an opportunity for us to touch every member. So it's all coming together, all of the pieces that you normally see in a brick and mortar convention are coming together online, whether it's the blue room or workshops, or still having an opportunity for the students to make a connection. So we're excited that here's an opportunity for our students to come to convention, even if they normally wouldn't be able to attend.
1: I would say as an advisor too, we are super excited to be able to actually see a national convention rather than just having it um, canceled. I was just thinking now, my first national FFA convention was in 2010 and I haven't missed one since because I was a member and then I was a state officer and then as an advisor. um, So yeah, it'll be my 10th year attending national convention and excited that it's still, still kind of happening. So when we think of our traditional national FFA convention, being the, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, something is on Saturday morning. What are kind of the hours that we can expect this year from National FFA convention, being that it's virtual and some of us are in school and, and working around all of that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So this year, it's actually going to be on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So you're looking at October 27th through October 29th. And really, it's going to kick off on the 27th, probably around 11 o'clock, there's going to be opportunities with the expo. um, And then a a session will be around um, two o'clock, I believe, but there'll also be a welcoming session around 1130. Things look a little bit different. You have your general sessions, which for people who don't register for convention, they'll still see those general sessions because it'll be broadcast live on RFD TV and the cowboy channel and also streamed online on, on um, FFA.org. But for those who register for convention, there's different events going on that start Tuesday morning. Um, so it starts Eastern time. But because we love our friends on the Pacific coast, we're also repeating sessions later in the evening. So if they miss a session, it's going to be re aired. So if for some reason they can't watch a session um, during school day, they'll have the opportunity to watch it a little
0: more in their own prime time. Well, and I think one of our favorite parts is go about going is those teacher and student workshops. And I know when I go with my kids, it's a requirement that Um, They have to pick a workshop and I have to pick a workshop and we we get back together and report about it. And I love that that opportunity can still happen. So um, for the teachers listening, I guess, what can we expect from these workshops because we won't be uh, physically in person.
2: Yeah, you know, that's the wonderful thing about the workshops this year is they're going to be on demand, which means there's a little more flexibility for you guys. So if you have something that would normally conflict, you can go later and go online and participate in these workshops. So for student workshops, we're looking at motivational speakers, industry leaders, facilitators, you'll have some um, keys of how to network, like we talked earlier. And they'll be available with reflection guides to think and reflect. So students will still have those to use. And then for teacher workshops, we'll have stuff such as um, information on SAEs, hear from industry leaders as well, CDE committee members and more. And so you'll also have guides as that. But the nice thing is that those will be on demand. So even if you miss a workshop, you know sometimes workshops conflict with one another. So now you have that opportunity to go on later and even participate in more than one workshop.
1: And how long will those workshops be available to view? Like if I can't watch them during convention,
2: can I watch them the week after? Yeah, so those workshops will be available for two weeks
0: following convention. So mark your calendars, friends. <laughs> and Brianna and I had the opportunity to record a session, um, a workshop for, for convention, which was unique um recorded sessions are a little bit different so uh, we had fun we had fun doing that um we had to laugh at the the checks and balances prior to that we had to make sure the lighting was good and they could hear us and um all that all that fun stuff that goes on behind the scenes which i'm sure you guys have been prepping for this virtual national convention long before it was even uh in our brains so uh, we really appreciate the hard work behind the scenes now I'm curious to to talk about the blue room, uh, you know, briefly for those who don't know what is the blue room and I guess what is that going to look like virtually my students loved going it was very hands on the atmosphere was so cool, how are you know. What way are they are, are they going to make that and replicate the energy that's in the Blue Room?
2: Yeah. So just a little bit of background before I talk about how it's going to be a little bit different this year. So the Blue Room is basically where we talk about innovation and technology and agriculture. So when we were in the a live in-person event, there was a lot of hands on where students could um, work with different pieces and talk to industry leaders and really find out what those cutting edge technologies were. So it's really exciting to see the layout of the Blue Room now, because what you're going to do is when you log in, you'll be on a virtual platform and you'll be able to see what the room looks like. And then you'll be able to visit those different areas. You'll still have your speakers and you'll still have that engagement. Um, One of the things that people will be able to see when they go to the website and look at the schedule, is there certain times where it's FFA Blue Room live chat available. So there's like an hour where they can actually chat with the people in the Blue Room and, Get that one-on-one um, dialogue going, so it's pretty exciting. And then there also be um, workshops and and speaker listings on that schedule too of what's going on.
0: I think there okay. also is there a giveaway that's happening with the Blue Room. Did I see that? Like they're they have so many giveaways for, I don't know, Xbox. Yes,
2: yes. There's um, 12 Xboxes that will be given away and then some other prizes too. So the Xboxes are the ones that um, I really know about. I know there's other prizes but I have not been shared exactly what those are. So, but yeah, there's definitely carrots that will be held out to people to attend the Blue Room.
0: I wanna <laughs> attend just so I can win one and say, see kids. <laughs> So uh, Brianna, do you want to talk about uh, National Days of Service? Yeah, I would say one of the
1: other highlights for me, I guess, as both a member or former member and advisor is the National FFA Day of Service and getting to give back to the community while we're there in Indianapolis. And I've looked into all the different opportunities that have been available for members to still be involved in that day of service and some of those mini grants. And can you kind of explain what really can be expected of the National FFA Day of Service, even though we're not all together.
2: Yeah, you know, honestly, this is probably one part of convention that is the most exciting to me. Days of Service has always near and dear to my heart too. It's always been one of my favorite areas. Um, But what we really wanted to do was make sure that everybody could play a part. And so the national days of service is really expanded. So it's not just during the week of convention. It starts at the beginning of October. So people can go on to the convention site and find information about days of service, click on a day of service guide that will help them figure out how they can give back to their community. So we broke it down into four different areas, whether it's community safety, hunger, health and nutrition, environmental responsibility, or community engagement. So you look in those four areas and then answer some questions of what needs your community has. And once you find that need, you work and develop a project. So um, we've asked chapters to begin working on this um, now, honestly, and they can work on it throughout the month of October, throughout that week of convention, and then to report back to us to tell us what doing, share those videos, share those photos. Our hope is that a lot of people are doing them now and they can share that information with us so then during the sessions we can highlight them. We can share what people are doing throughout the country. Um, selfishly from a media perspective, once I find out what those stories are, it's great for me to talk talk to the local media and say, hey, you need to talk to this chapter and see what they're doing. Um, and I always want to still want to be a part National FFA. Um, is still giving back to Indianapolis. And so we have four days during the month of October, where our staff is able to volunteer and give back to Indy. So we're still giving back to our community, even though we aren't going to have all those blue jackets here. So we're pretty excited about that.
0: I love that. Um, I never got to do days of service as a member, but I took a group of kids one time and it, it was a group of kids that had attended National Convention multiple times. So we were looking for the new things, the tours, the days of service, and they loved it. And so now every time we go, we try to do this. And so um, my kids um, were so excited that they can do days of service, but here. So we have two events happening. I don't know if Brianna, uh, if you have any, but, uh, a little eighth grader started Socktober. So he's collecting socks. So he's get, the goal is a hundred socks and we're going to donate them to, um, some homeless shelters in, in the area. Um, so they can, uh, provide socks to people, uh, kids and adults who don't have homes. And then we're actually collecting coins. We're having a coin war and, uh, all of the proceeds will be donated to, uh, a program called Danes for Heroes, and the money will be used to purchase supplies for veterans who are chosen by their program to receive a service dog. So um, we're we're eating up the days of service at home. Uh, for those of you listening, you can actually log it. And it was so easy. We just quick went online and said that um, this is a project we aren't done with, but we're doing. And here's a brief. Uh, description of it and that was it so it wasn't a ton of extra work on our part to do and still kind of showcase the national ffa that we're participating um and if you're looking for funding uh hit up the 400 dollars living to serve grants i know Brian and i have filled out so many of them in the last like even three years uh and there's you know once you use that day of service guide sit down with those students and um and ask national ffa for some money to to implement your day of service on your community. So uh, we'll we'll for sure put links to those things in the show notes for those of you that are interested, or if you just search uh, National FFA Living to Serve grant, it's gonna pop right up too. Um, But yeah, so, I mean, we also know that awards and recognition is another huge part of FFA. Um, And so we have to ask how are, how's National FFA still recognizing students through the virtual platform?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our sessions are definitely when we honor our students, you know, and show what they've done over the year. So it's going to be a little bit different. And actually, I think it might be even a little bit better. So our sessions, when we do our award winners, especially like proficiencies, um, when we would announce proficiencies, it would usually be during one session and we would list through all 45 of them. Um, But what we're doing now is we're dividing them up. So like in one session, you'll have so many that will be announced, um, so many proficiencies, so many agri-science finalists, and that kind of gives those award winners a little more opportunity to be in a limelight so it doesn't just feel like it's going really fast. Um, But what we've asked is for them to supply photos And then we have information on their projects that we'll be sharing. And then I believe um, we'll also have them in some Zoom room chats so we can actually focus on them in a Zoom room, and then that'll be on the virtual platform. So it's a little bit different, but pretty exciting. Um, So our, you know, our award sessions will kick off on Tuesday. And then of course, our national officer election will be the very last session on Thursday. And then during those sessions, we'll still have our retiring addresses.
1: I love how intentional National FFA, and it doesn't surprise me, but how intentional National FFA has been about every little detail. How do you still make those workshops fun? How do you still do service? How do you still make those people that are being recognized for awards feel important and valued and all of, all of the things that go along with National conventions? So it's awesome to hear that all of those little details were, were taken into account.
0: And we were looking through the implementation guide on Sunday and it's, if you have not seen it, uh, look it up. It's a, it's a huge document, but Brianna mentioned, she was like, Whoa, like they did everything they could physically possible to make this engaging. And I mean, from worksheets to engaging activities, to uh, guides to help kids go through the um, blue room. And I mean, you name it, it's in there. And I think a resource that is going to be impactful for more than just national convention for weeks to come. Uh, and I hope to see some of that stuff remain even when we do go back to Indy because there's some great things in there. Uh, and we were, we were blown away like Brianna said of how intentional and purposeful um, that has been. And I think too, it could have been, we could have went down the easy route and said, well, we just won't have this. We just won't have the blue room. We just won't have days of service. And I mean, I think it shows our kids too about, we have this, this roadblock, this challenge, how can we work together um, and not let that rain in our convention? (laughs) So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the nice things too is
2: about our convention sessions is we really wanted to feel like you were still in the arena and you still were a part. So when our sponsor RFD TV offered their studios in Fort Worth, Texas, it was just it was a blessing because we're able to build that arena feel. And so the officers will be able to feel like they're on that stage and that will hopefully come across on those sessions. And we also want to keep that hype, right? Like we always know when we go into the arena, there's a pre-session, so we'll still have pre-sessions. So on FFA.org, a half hour before our session start, you'll still have your pre-session. So you'll still have that hype coming and getting ready for session because we're trying to keep it as normal as possible, which I know is hard to say in 2020. I don't, I don't know what normal is anymore, um, but hopefully that will still have that excitement.
1: and Christy, you mentioned too already how virtual national FFA convention will really allow us to engage all of our students and, you know, having those 700,000 FFA members um, really be able to be engaged through this event and I'm looking forward to it. I started at a new school this year, as I've mentioned before on the podcast. And I have a lot of seventh and eighth graders who have never attended National FFA convention before. They haven't done a whole lot in FFA yet because they're just kind of getting their start. And I'm excited to have them tune into all the sessions and really see what National FFA convention is all about and what FFA has to offer them too. So do you have anything you want to mention about student, like how we can engage our students in the classroom during, during uh, the virtual National FFA
2: convention? Yeah, absolutely. I know that both of you, Um, touched on the implementation guide and absolutely I would urge everybody to look at that convention.ffa.org and look at those pieces but we've heard from a lot of chapters across the country of how they're planning to do convention so I'm just going to share a couple of those ideas because I think some of them are pretty innovative. Um, We talked to one chapter and they have decided that they want to keep it as close to convention as possible so they're renting out their local VFW and so they'll have a big screen and then their kids will be able to be there and still be together and, and have that feel for like their general sessions. Um, and then we've had other people who are trying to figure out how to do the connection. So there's a place on the registration that's called a connection room where students can go and connect with other students throughout the country. So I think that's important because if you guys are familiar, usually when you go to an in-person event, you have that guidebook with all the autographs from all the different states. And we know how much our students love that. Well, here's an opportunity to try and do that through those connection rooms. Um, And just really find an opportunity to get the chapter together at a safe distance, of course, and participate. Um, And it's also an opportunity for you guys to reach out to your alumni, especially in the evenings, and see if they want to join you to watch those convention sessions. It might be an opportunity to really um, help the community come together and participate in something like that.
0: I'm excited for one, it's mind blowing that it's not that far away. <laughs> like where did October go already? I mean, we're six days in and uh, I feel like I'm going to blink and it's going to be over, but um, we're tossing. Those are some cool ideas. We're tossing around a few crazy things too. I'm thinking streamers um, turn off the lights, like, you know, turn, turn on the pre-session in class um, and really make the classroom environment um you know, feel extra special for those kids. Um, we are actually being, uh, we were a premier chapter finalist, So my kids are so excited. Um, we're hoping, I don't know, to maybe do like a watch party or something. Uh, one of the sessions is at one o'clock central time. So I don't know, we might do kind of a, I don't know, a live watch party with the school and um I'm hoping to get the kids that would have attended out of class for for some time so they can make their schedule and look at what parts of a convention are important for them and um so they can um be mindful of of that leadership opportunity because for me I I want the school and the community and the students to understand that we don't go to convention to just go to convention this is a huge learning opportunity and uh, we need to continue to make it a learning opportunity. Um, so yeah, if you have cool ideas, uh, those of you listening, share them. Message here by the All Podcast because we will share them with everybody. I think um, now's a good time to help everybody out. So if you have something cool, uh, definitely share it. Brianna, do you have anything up your sleeve, something sweet that you guys are thinking about for a convention? Well, we're still kind of in the... Po- the planning process, but
1: like you said, kind of want to make it a big deal. Um, I decorated my classroom and Nikki and I talked about for uh, National Teach Ag Day. So I think it would be cool to do the same thing for National FFA convention, get it all decked out in blue and gold and maybe get some more cake for the kids to get them excited and really make it a big deal. Um, Using a lot of those worksheets and the implementation guide, definitely to have my students not just sit there and, and watch, but actually to be thinking about and learning while they're going along with everything too. But that was one thing that Nikki and I were talking about on Sunday too. You know, we talked about how National FFA convention really thought of everything or National FFA. Um, And it was the the signature pages and being able to connect with students across the country. I think that's one thing that students love doing is getting to meet people and take a picture with them or the back of their jackets or however that looks and that they still have the opportunity to to do that in some, some way is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and you know, it's not just those connection rooms. I mean, Expo is always a favorite, right, of people to go through that. So we'll still have the Expo. It'll be a little bit smaller. I'm not really sure that we can do all the giveaways that we normally do, but it'll be an opportunity for them still to talk to people. Um, So that's exciting too. So we still have that Expo piece. And then I'd be remiss, ladies, if I didn't say whatever you decide to do to celebrate convention and your listeners, whatever they decide, if you could take pictures and then tag us on social media and use the hashtag FFA2020. We would greatly appreciate to see what's going on.
0: Yeah, and you know, for those chapters out there, like National FFA is watching, um, and they'll share it. Um, my kids have always been surprised, like, oh my gosh, did you see that National FFA shared our post? So um, do that because your kids will get excited. And uh, I think for us too, I'm in a really small chapter, and they get really uh, they get really motivated when. You know other people outside of our state are like wow that's a really cool project because then they're like well, we're doing something right so um it's good for your kids and and challenge them in this time national ffa staff challenge themselves to create this um you know as seamless as possible virtual convention challenge your kids to do the same how are you going to take these these hurdles and and uh make them opportunities i guess but I'm sure there's people listening that they're on the fence about, you know, attending and and registering uh, their chapter for convention. I guess, what's your advice for those who are kind of on the fence about whether or not to attend?
2: Yeah, so I would really urge them to attend. I think if they're not quite sure to maybe go to our website, convention.ffa.org and really look at that implementation guide, which I also think you guys are going to link to on your page kind of look at that to get a feeling because there's a lot of pieces that we talk about that you have to be registered in order to experience. So the blue room, those teacher workshops, student workshops, those connection rooms, all of those pieces you have to be registered for. The pieces that you don't have to be registered for are those general sessions. So that's where the award recognition comes in, um, the national officer election and the retiring address. So those pieces you don't need a registration, but for all those others, especially those interactive where I think your students are going to get more bang for your buck, that's where you need to be registered.
1: I think we forgot to mention earlier on too, but along with those engagement events, there is like with the expo, right? There's virtual like booths where you can interact with the booths too during the expo, correct?
2: Yes, absolutely. So you'll be able to have interactions with the expo. So you'll be able to go and look at those booths and then have the discussions. So there'll be a schedule that tells you at what time those interactions go on. So even if you're on after those interactions, you can still go on and look at those booths. So that's, I think, something important to note. So while the Blue Room has a live chat portion, there's still other times that you can go on and look at the areas. So you have the live opportunity, but you also still have time throughout that week of convention where you can still go on and look. You might not have that dialogue opportunity, but you'll be able to go on and look. So it has um, both opportunities for you.
0: Brianna and I were tossing around the idea the other night of having a watch party um, with ag teachers in our state uh, with a couple of the sessions because that's, you know, the kids love to go to sessions and workshops with their friends. So do ag teachers, like everybody admit it. Um, that's the best part of going to convention because you get to see all your ag friends. From across the country, and so we're, we might host a watch party uh, for some of our state ag teachers uh, to watch some of these workshops. And because some of that is just interacting with somebody else and getting their ideas and um, you know, jotting down uh, tips and tricks that you got from each of the workshops. But if you're listening, Brianna and I are presenting, so you should go listen to our workshop. Um, those of you that know us, you can always reach out uh, for help, but we're doing the Making Trail Mix with Sustainable Agriculture, which was such a fun topic. Um, I wish we could have included bloopers because there was plenty of them. <laughs> so, um, but no, I'm just so impressed. We're going to make sure we'll have um, a variety of links in the show notes. If not, Christy mentioned the National uh, Convention website. Uh I mean, there's just so, there's so many resources. I think the best way, and and Brianna, you can include some tips too, but um, sit down with your kids, your leadership team, I challenge you to look outside and get some kids that don't sit on your leadership team, kids that are interested uh, and give them, give them the website, give them all the tools and you are going to be blown away with what they come up with um, because that's what it's all about. Uh, It's convention for all this year, so. Um, Brianna you said your kids and you are starting to plan so what are I guess how have you started to take on on planning for the virtual convention
1: yeah well and it's been even better now that the implementation guide is out but we really sat down and taken out like or looked at each one of the different like concepts of national convention so you know looking at those workshops looking at the expo looking at The Community Service event opportunity and breaking them each down and how we can engage our members in our chapter and how we can still make those a possibility. Nikki mentioned that day of service grant or the mini grant the $400 one. We did apply for that. We're waiting to hear back on it. Hopefully we were able to get that from National FFA to do our
0: Community Service event. What is it? Don't tell us. You can't just skate over your secrets.
1: Well, so we're actually doing the the dog toy making that Nikki had done before. Um, I think she mentioned on the on the podcast, but making dog toys and then donating them to our local humane society. And I'm
0: gonna love that.
1: Yeah, they're not open right now. Well, they're open just by appointment only with COVID, so we're still trying to to help out. We've uh, cleaned out the shelter before in the past, and that's not an opportunity this year. So the students still wanted to to help out. So that's one thing that we're doing, um, but yeah, I would say break down each one of those things and see how how you can engage your students, especially if you are virtual. Like some some schools are still all virtual right now, and and looking at those and how they you can still involve all of your students with convention. Is there a
0: choice board? Do I remember that in the implementation guide? I, I believe so. I feel like there is. There's seriously, you guys. There's so much. Um, There is a choice board, so if you're virtual or hybrid, um, or even if you're not, you're face-to-face, maybe you break up your classroom into pods and those pods can pick, you know, what they want to engage in. Um, Maybe it's listening to a retiring address um, or it's listening to a specific workshop. Maybe you focus one day on workshops and the kids go to the ones they're interested in. There's one, what was it, for the student one, um, like a digital escape room. And I was like, Brianna, you think they'll notice if we're not students? <laughs> so if there's there might be two older than average children in that student workshop, because it looked so fun. So the student workshops, they, they killed it on that because they look exciting. And I have a few kids that are kind of nerdy like me, so they're all about that already. I might have to bait the other kids with like cake or something, but we'll do it. So Christy, before we we jump off here, is there anything you, you wanna remind anybody? Maybe um, show the, or explain the website one more time before we go uh, for those listening. Yeah, so
2: I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention two other things that I forgot. Convention's so broad, right? That. The- I always forget something. Um, One, the delegate sessions will still be live and you can view that on convention.ffa.org, which is really cool because they can see how our policies work. So I would really encourage people to to watch that. And then there's also going to be an alumni Platform too, where people can have alumni workshops and really connect with alumni. So I don't want to leave our alumni out. But really, if you visit convention.ffa.org, all of this information will be there. It'll have information of what that schedule looks like, what's available for students, what's available for teachers, and then it has a schedule. So that schedule gives you a breakdown for the day of everything that's offered. And then again, um, hashtag FFA 2020. So if people can post things on social media, we would greatly appreciate it. And as always, if anybody has any questions, they can also always contact me. Um, I'm happy to help and, and answer any questions that I can.
0: Basically what I'm hearing is that convention went from being one week to potentially three weeks of celebration. And I see no problem with that. So uh, make sure to visit the National FFA Convention website, um, share all the celebration ideas uh, and things that you're doing to make convention special for you and your program. Uh, We would love if you'd like Hear by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a future topic idea or you'd like to be a guest on the show, make sure to send us a message and uh, we'll get that scheduled. Uh, Christy, thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.